so hello everybody my family part two and uh let's see here so the other day our surgeon general here in florida decided to get up there and say uh you know well we should be rolling back this testing mandate and you know we can't live our lives around testing and blah 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 and then his little, you know, commander and dumbass, DeSantis, or as we in Florida call him, Death Santis, gets up there and can't breathe. He can't get through his speech without sounding like he's got the Rona. Or he had the Rona. Or he's about to break down and cry because he's been called out on all of his bullshit. You pick. And then we find out today <laughs> that the reason why the Surgeon General said what he said is because, um, yeah, 800,000 to 1 million COVID tests that were supposed to go out to the public have been, have expired and now are being thrown away. Yes, that's right. You heard me, folks. 800,000 to 1 million tests while we have lines wrapped around buildings people waiting eight nine ten hours for a covid test can't find a covid test in any of the pharmacies to save your fucking life but and ron desantis's cupboards that is supposed to be for the people of Florida are 80 or 800,000 to 1 million expired tests that are garbage. I, I, I don't understand these folks. I really don't. I don't get it. Okay. Do they just not think? Are they just that damn stupid? Are they that damn malicious and evil? I mean, you know, call me naive, and maybe I am, because I always thought that, you know, there was always some good in the world. That when the chips fell, that, you know, the good would outweigh the bad. And in the two years that we have been dealing with this pandemic, I have been nothing but disappointed in humanity and the people I live around. I made an offer to Canada. Hey, look. You know, you guys got some anti-vax people up there. And, um, <clears throat> they, they, they don't like the government-run health care up there. And they don't like, they don't like being taken care of when they have babies and all of this stuff. And they're, you know, so, so they got a little bit of a problem. Okay, all right. Well, how about all the anti-vaxxers from Canada trade places with us? All of us vaccinated people. You know, I could deal with the snow if I didn't have to worry about having to go out and feel like I need to be in full hazmat gear to go get my fucking groceries because nobody around me wants to wear a mask or get vaccinated for a deadly disease. But, at the same at the same time that they are screaming into the void of my body, 
my choice. They are actively seeking to take away the abortion rights of people with uteruses everywhere. I, I mean, seriously. I, I think that we could do this. You know, the fact that the only thing that our country thinks about anymore is the fucking economy and the rich people getting richer and how we can facilitate that to be a continuing story it seems to me that the american people are just so okay with the crumbs that they get and they don't want to rock the boat even though it would mean that the people who oppress them would actually fall into the waters and drown is not like they they don't just they don't just you know aren't just okay with having the boot of government and rich people on their neck they're not just defending it they are defending the oppressors and it is like they wrap their arms around that boot and plead for them to not let us breathe. We'd, we live in a country that does nothing but defend rich people. Make rules to protect rich people. Sit there and tell people that you just need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You just need to work harder. And maybe, maybe one day you'll be let into the club and it never happens. And if these two years have not shown the world and our country anything, it has shown that the wealthy that we have been protecting all of these years because Reagan told us that if we put more money into the top, it would trickle down into the rest of us. We would all benefit. And that is that it's not the rich. It's not the wealthy that drive this economy. It's not the wealthy that built this country. It's not the wealthy that continues building our economy. It's not the wealthy that spends. It is us. Meanwhile, we're out here breaking our asses off you know, breaking our backs, making somebody else rich, some of us working two, three jobs at a time, struggling to get ahead in a never-ending rat race that is corporate America. We bitch about welfare queens, but we don't say anything, we, I, we don't say anything, excuse me, about the true welfare queens that is major corporations. I mean, come on. The fact that not only do we subsidize these mega billion dollar industries with our own tax dollars, <laughs> but, but we also have a workforce that they say they can't pay a living wage to because if they do that, then they would have to raise prices and they would have to, they would have to eliminate jobs because they wouldn't be able to pay for it all. <clears throat> so that's the reason why we can't pay a living wage. It doesn't make sense to me. So while the corporate America sits there and tells you work, 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 
we need you to get back to work because we're losing money. That's what they're not telling you. The rich is losing money because the poor doesn't want to work anymore. No, I take that back. The poor and the middle class, it's not that we don't want to work anymore. It's that we don't want to kill ourselves to make another person wealthy. We don't think that we should risk our health, our time away from our families, our, our, our very lives to put money into somebody else's pocket and get nothing in return. While the people that we're working for and making rich, while they get tax subsidies from our tax dollars, pay us less than a living wage, and then are more than happy to tell you how you can still work for them and also still get food stamps and Medicaid and and I am telling you people that corporate America and that Congress themselves have come out and said in the last two, two years of this pandemic that our health, that our lives don't matter. But yet, here, here we are, people are still bitching and complaining saying, well, nobody wants to work anymore. Nobody's hard workers anymore. They just want everything handed to them. No. That would be the rich. And they've had it handed to them for a long damn time. And the fact that we could... The fact that we could get everything that we have always wanted. Okay? We are talking... We are talking universal health here. We could have it. We are talking about universal daycare, universal uh, pre-K. We are talking about the Equal Rights Amendment actually being ratified into the Supreme, I mean, into the Constitution that would guarantee all rights for everybody. We could finally sit there and say that gay marriage is protected. We could sit here and finally put a nail in the coffin with Roe versus Wade by saying that every person with a uterus has the right to their own body autonomy. There are so many problems that we could fix in 10 days if, if, the middle class and the lower class would grab a little bit of balls, stop applauding over the goddamn crumbs because they might be getting a few more crumbs this time. So y'all okay with that? Y'all want to sit there and applaud getting a little bit of crumbs, get a little bit more instead of fucking crawling up on the table and taking the damn table over and the kitchen that makes all the food. And we could do that in 10 days because Congress... All of these law officials have stated it. They have stated it. That if we all quit working, the economy will tank. Because the rich aren't going to come out here and do these fucking jobs. At what point do we sit here and say, you know what? You think you can do so much better? You think that you, you've been threatening for, for years that you were going to automate everything. Well, then do it. You got 10 days. Do it. You think you can run the economy so much better because you got all the money in the world? 
You think that you can add a lot more jobs because we give you tax breaks? Then fucking do it. You got 10 days. We fucking quit. We are tired of giving everything, including dying on the fucking job. To benefit somebody else. To benefit a nameless, faceless entity that doesn't even pay fucking taxes. Because all their money are in offshore accounts. We are tired of our nurses and doctors being abused. Being used. Being told that their, their only point uh, plot in life is to save our stupid asses when we run into the fire and roll around in it. But when they sit there and say, well, maybe you shouldn't run into a burning house, we go, you can't tell me what to do. We have grown as adults acting worse than children who have gotten vaccines from the day of their birth until they're 18 fucking years old. While their parents are taking them to the pediatrician for their inoculations, vaccinations, as they're going to the pediatrician to get their vaccination records to bring to the public school system, these same grown-ass fucking adults are sitting here screaming and whining over a vaccine. Screaming and crying over wearing a mask. Screaming and crying over, well, it's one, it's only 1% fatal, when it's not. I'm about tired of hearing, why would I take a vaccine for something that's 99.9% survivable? It's not, for one. Here in the United States, we have almost a 2% fatality rate with this fucking disease. But, even so... Nobody is thinking about the millions of people that are being disabled because of this virus. And because these fucking dumbasses don't want to go and get vaccinated and they don't want to wear masks and they just want to rock dog the air like they're getting paid for it and spread this shit and mutate this shit to the point where maybe soon our vaccines won't even work against it and we'll be right back to square one. And these people are raising kids. And these people are the same ones that are sitting here saying that people don't want to work. Why the fuck would anybody want to work for such an abusive community? And that's what it is. Aren't we a society? Aren't we supposed to be helping not only ourselves, but to make society better? Isn't that what living in a society is all about? Everybody contributes. It doesn't have to be financially contributing either. You know, the one thing that stay-at-home moms get fucking flat for all the time is that they're stay-at-home moms and they're uh, leeches off the government or leeches off their husbands or wives or whatever. And you know what? No. Those of us who have been or are now a stay-at-home parent, we, we contribute a lot to society. In most cases, our families are happier. I just, I don't understand this anymore. What is it that white America wants that hasn't been handed to them on a silver fucking platter? 
that hasn't been served over the bodies of black and indigenous people for centuries. What else do you people want? We're tired of it. It's been two fucking years. And yet, here we are still asking the same question. Well, what's in the vaccine? Okay, well, the vaccine ingredients are on the CDC website. Go look. We've told you what they were, but you didn't believe us. How do you know they're safe and effective and they won't freaking have any long-term side effects? Because they're vaccines, not medication. And vaccines are gone from your body within two weeks. And the only thing that you have left is immune response. And if you haven't had anything by eight weeks at the latest, you're not going to have any effects. Because it's not a, it's not a, um... It's not a medication that you take over and over and over and over and over and over again. It is a one-stop, one-time, your body takes care of it, shot. Sitting there saying, well, why would I get it if I could still get the Rona and if I could still spread it? Never mind the fact that zero, absolutely zero vaccines that you give your children every goddamn year are not 100% effective. You can still catch the disease and you can still spread the fucking disease. But um, at a much, much lower rate. And you're not going to die. And you're not going to be put in the hospital on most counts. And you're not going to mutate the fucking virus. Because the virus doesn't stay in you long enough for it to mutate. It doesn't replicate enough times for it to fucking mutate. But here we are still having this discussion. People who have gotten their PhD in immunology. I cannot speak today. I'm sorry. But, um, you know, virology, doctorates, the whole nine yards, y'all got it from Facebook University and think you fucking know more than the damn experts. And all I am sitting here saying is you don't even know what you don't know. You think you have the answers for everything. You think that your opinions mean as much are just as valid as the opinions of someone who has spent their entire life dedicated to a field of study that they don't get no money from, okay? You know, all that money from Big Pharma that goes to Big Pharma, yeah, that doesn't go to the scientists that discover these fucking vaccines or these drugs, these treatments. You got people out here taking fucking horse pace, even though <laughs> the freaking... that you got, you know, the freaking company sitting there saying, look, ivermectin, while a great antiparasitic, doesn't do anything for COVID. Please, for the love of God, don't take our product. Now, <laughs> or don't take our product for that. Now, if you've got worms, okay. You probably need our product. But if you don't have worms, you probably don't need our product. It doesn't help with COVID-19. You're being told this by the very company that creates this medication. 
Now, don't you think that in a capitalistic society where money means everything and your life means nothing, that if ivermectin worked even in the slightest, that Merck would be uh, handing that shit out and upcharging it? I mean, think about it for a second. You sitting here telling me that the company that makes the drug, ivermectin, both for animals and for people, has somehow decided that, no, we're not going to take this drug that is simple to make, easy to produce, we can get it out in droves, and we can make a shit ton of money on it. Well, we're going to tell them not to take it. I mean, does that not compute to you? Do you not understand? It is like, oh my God. Do you guys stretch before the mental gymnastics that y'all create here? I mean, seriously, it's not an, it is not an Olympic sport here, okay? Mental gymnastics, you're not going to get a medal for this shit. All you're going to get is COVID. Not to mention that, sure... We have people that are getting, um, that aren't vaccinated, that are getting it, and they're getting it multiple times. And there are ongoing studies right now about the possible, and I say possible because it's not been proven, in fact, as of yet, but the possible cumulative damages done by repeated infections of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. What do I mean by that? Well, it's self-explanatory in my honest opinion, but let me look, let me dumb it down for you, okay? What I'm talking about is that each time you catch the Rona, there's damage done. It might be minimal damage, but there's still damage done. It might be just a little bitty tiny bit of damage, but there's still damage done. And because that damage is there, and because it doesn't seem to be healed by our bodies, well, the next time you catch the Rona, it's going to damage it some more. And it's because the damage is going to stack on top of each other to the point that at one point, you're going to catch the fucking Rona and you're going to be the one in the hospital with a breathing tube down your throat with a GoFundMe page begging for support because you didn't get the vaccine, but you wish you would have. You wish you would have listened. The woulda, coulda, shoulda is getting on my damn nerves. And the whole thing about, you know, oh, socialism is communism, and then it's like, look, okay, look, these words have vastly different meanings, but I understand that you people don't look at dictionaries or, thesaur or thesauruses or anything else for that matter. You don't read, and that is blatantly obvious by what we're dealing with now. But you're going to be sitting there at the end of this begging strangers on the internet for thoughts and prayers and their fucking money to pay your fucking medical bills because you're in the hospital with a tube down your fucking throat with a goddamn Rona hoping that you're not leaving your kids behind. That's socialism. In case you haven't gotten it through your thick-ass fucking head, GoFundMe, that's socialism. You're asking other people to have sympathy on you and pay your fucking bills because of your own stupidity. 
but you don't want to take any personal responsibility and that is where I have a problem because the GQP has turned from the party of personal responsibility to the party of I am going to blame everybody else for my shit for my problems that I put myself in I'm going to blame everybody else but myself for it because it's everybody else's fault Okay, rant over. I'm sorry that the second one is a rant. Maybe I should change the title to this to Beth Goes Fucking Crazy with Her Damn Rants. Listen at your own peril. I, I, I don't know. I, hell, I don't even know if anybody's listening to this, to be honest with you. Maybe I'm just screaming into the void at this point. But, you know, whatever. At least it's there. At least it's part of public record, right? Anyway, y'all have a great day, great night, great whatever, wherever you happen to be. Wear your mask, wash your hands, stay away from people, and get fucking vaccinated. Our nurses and doctors need a break. <sighs> so, I know it's been a few weeks since I've made a podcast of my own again, but here it is. The day in the life of, God, what am I? A wife, a mother, the caretaker of a fully disabled husband who got that way because of a work-related accident that was company negligence, living on SSDI, which isn't near what you think it is, not the flex that people think it is, and just trying to survive in these Florida streets with nothing but covid idiots, science deniers, flat earthers, religious zealots, you name it. So, let's see here. What has been going on in the news today? Well, I uh, saw uh, Ben Shapiro was uh, at a uh, preschool or a kindergarten class. And what you told all the kids there that um, we have government so that we don't eat other people. Yeah, he actually said that. He actually said, yes, the government's there so we don't eat other people. We have Reverend Locke who has lost his mind and decided to burn books. And I am thinking to myself, I wonder what he would say if I set a whole freaking bonfire with Bibles. I mean, hell, I'm not even prejudiced about the Bible. I will burn any of them. King James, New Version, uh, name one, <laughs> you know. I, I, I Send them to me and I'll even burn them and have a video and... Lord have mercy, could you imagine the freaking crap, he, the shit he would be raving about if he, if, if he actually saw that? He would sit there and have an all-out freaking heart attack if he saw anybody burning Bibles. And really, what is a Bible? It's just a book. A book that's full of... I'm sorry, but um, I'm doing this while I am uh, driving, and this numbnuts 
decided he was going to try to get around the car in front of him simply by, you know, being on the left shoulder. Yeah, that didn't work out too well for him. He kind of ran up on the dirt, but... And now he's following this guy, even though he could move over into the left lane. And, you know, he could move over and get around him, you know, but I digress. Anyway, excuse me, it was the right side. Yeah, he was on the right-hand side trying to... Anyway, back to the crazy, crazy Reverend Locke, you know, and, and the Bible, which is just a book. It's just a book. And it's a very violent book. Anybody who's actually read it knows that it's full of violence. It's full of nudity. It is full of sexually explicit material. It talks about rape like it's just another day, you know. It talks about, you know, men having as many wives as they want to have and women being stoned to death that they sleep with anybody other than their husband unless their husband is dead and she doesn't have any children then she's supposed to sleep with his brother there you know uh, and let's be honest as far as death goes uh nobody holds a candle to the record that the god in the bible has on the amount of death he has racked up. I mean, his body count is just whoo, way up there. I mean, just like he he's the world, world record breaker of genocide. I mean, you know, he sent a flood and drowned the entire world because he wasn't getting enough attention. You know, toddler tendencies, anybody? You know, if your kids pitch a fit in a store and, and, and throw themselves down on the, uh, on the uh, floor and kicking and screaming and hollering and yelling, you, you sitting there telling me you're going to be okay with that? You're going to be like, guys, all right, sure, sure, sure. Just ignore him. Get over it. Maybe if you pay a little more attention to him, you know, pay some more, more attention to him. Worship him a little bit more. Maybe, maybe then he'll stop and he won't flood the world, but while he saves one family his favorite and supposedly everybody around Noah at the time uh, didn't see what Noah was doing building a boat and build one themselves uh, especially when it started raining uh, I mean you think I mean even a even a Piro would have worked in those kind of flooding conditions you know I mean you don't need a big boat it wasn't like you know you need to bring all the animals on there because you know Noah had that covered he, he had all the animals on, on on his boat but you didn't need a big boat you just needed a little boat little you know little P-Row a little, little bit of shelter it's like gonna be okay I mean if Noah survived 40 days and 40 nights on that big ass boat with all them damn animals and and, and with all those animals Okay, with all those animals. Let's go there, okay? You got all the animals in the whole damn world on that boat, and none of them ate, 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 didn't eat anybody, any of the other animals on there, which many of them were their natural prey, and didn't eat Noah and his family. 
but yeah that makes a lot of sense doesn't it yeah not people who think that our country is still the greatest country in the world who sit there and think that the U.S. of A. is just the greatest, the richest, the best country in the entire world. Yet we are the only country, developed country in the world, that hasn't figured out how to make health care a human right and how to give everybody health care with taxes. Yeah, every other industrialized nation on the planet has figured that out. But the best and brightest here in the United States of America, where we are supposedly the richest country in the world, and we are the best country in the world, and we are the richest country in the world, we just can't seem to figure that one out. Every other country got, got a, uh, was able to do it. They was able to figure it out. We just couldn't quite get there, right? Uh, I mean, you know, we just, we just didn't, we didn't make it. We didn't get there. People sitting here talking about, well, you don't get, you know, universal health care is not a human right. Um, excuse me, then what is? Then I'll go point, point to the Constitution and sit there and say, well, it doesn't say it in the Constitution. And you're sitting there going, nah, it kind of does in the preamble. Yeah, yeah, no, the preamble to the Constitution. The whole, um... Uh, to the the whole what am I trying to say the whole um, you know unalienable rights these are rights that can't be taken away no matter what it, life liberty and the pursuit of happiness I mean you're not even guaranteed happiness in this country you're, you're guaranteed to be able to go pursue it and, you know but not, it's not going to be a, a thing that you're guaranteed here. So, you know, you're, you're not even guaranteed to be happy in this country. Um, but life, life is guaranteed. Nobody can take your life away without due process. And, um, you know, well, you know, to have life, you kind of need to have good health. You kind of need doctors and nurses and, you know, medical interventions and innovations and, you know, all this stuff. Because let's be honest, the body going to wear out. You're going to need some maintenance. I mean, you know, it's just like a car. And, you know, sure, your car might not look good, but hell, it runs like a Swiss Army clock and, you know takes a licking and keeps on ticking like Tomex because you take care of the engine, you know. Same kind of goes for health care, you know. If you want life, well, you're not going to have much of a life if you're not healthy, right? It, it just seems like health and life would go hand in hand with one another. But maybe I'm just looking at this in too simplistic of a mode. I don't know, but uh, mm -hmm. It just seems to me that, you know, one and one equals two. And that uh, if you want to have life, you have to have good health. And to have good health, well, that's kind of a necessity. Kind of like, you know, uh, uh, another thing that's kind of a necessity for life, too, is food and, and, and water and, and shelter. Yeah, that's all necessary for life. Any survivalist 
knows this. It, it, you know, hell, any Boy Scout or Girl Scout knows about the rule of three. You know, you you can go, you, you can go about three minutes without oxygen, and you can go about three days without food. Or no, excuse me, not oxygen. Yeah, well, three minutes without oxygen. You can go, what is it, three hours without shelter. You can go three days without water. And you can go three weeks without any food at all. But after that, you're, you know, if you don't get any water and you don't get any shelter and you don't get any food, you're going to fucking die. So, um, that kind of, you know, healthcare, food, water, shelter, that seems to all be encompassing in what you need to facilitate life, right? But having help, we talk about it because no, 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 mm-mm. Speaking of things you don't talk about, say, especially here in the South, is a livable wage. No. Because, you know, if you ain't got nobody to look down upon, well, you know, if you ain't got nobody to make you feel superior or make you feel better about yourself as a person, because at least you're not, and that's it, that's, that's the first thing you think of is, well, at least I'm not, at least I'm better off than these people. Yeah, now, I'm sitting here thinking, don't you think that's kind of a sad way, selfish way to think? You know, it's kind of selfish that you think that, you know, it's okay to look down on somebody else and the, and the path that they have chosen because it's not the path that you would have chosen and you don't think that what they're doing for money is worth a livable wage over. I mean, I'm of the opinion that if if you work in this country, and, and and I got a problem with the 40 hour work week, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you that right now. I I think it should be a hell of a lot less, um, because I mean, you know, that's a that's that's a lot of that's a lot of your life that you're giving away to an employer who's already not compensating you well. Okay, it's like your time. Your time away from your kids. Your time away from what gives you pleasure. Your time away from what what excites you and what you're passionate about. And just to rest and relax. People think that that time is not valuable. If you're flipping burgers or if you're a cashier at a grocery store or... If you work in retail at all. But yet these same people gonna bitch and gripe about the fact that they ain't getting their burgers done the way they want them. Yeah, you ain't thinking about, hey, you know, maybe paying these people a living wage would make them take pride in their job. No, 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 we're not, no. It's because they're lazy. But I'm not lazy. Because I got a trade, and that's the reason why I can make more money, and I'm better than you are, because at least I have some sort of trade. Yeah, well, you know, I got a trade, too. Yeah. I, I got a trade. I was, a, I was a medical assistant for a great many years. 
Want to know what I was making when I got out of school? I was making $7.25 a fucking hour to be berated. I was paid that little bit to be berated, to be used and abused, to do everybody's work job, even though it wasn't my job to do, whether it be calming patients down, running tests, running EKGs, drawing blood, running things to the lab, running um, samples to the labs. Now, it was always, nobody else wanted to do that, but because I was young and eager and, you know, thought that I was going to have a furthering learning experience, I was like, hey, I'll do it. And then it was, well, shit, we're going to fucking take advantage of that and pay you shit. Then I developed a severe sensitivity to latex and I was forced out because see back then we didn't have nitrile uh, non-latex gloves as universal precautions we, we didn't have none of that so yeah you know here I am I, I had a trade and you know I was told I'd make good money and you know I made minimum wage I didn't make much over that for many many years <laughs> didn't matter how much experience I had. Didn't matter how hard I worked or how much I sacrificed. How much of my time I sacrificed and gave to people that I worked with and for. None of that mattered in the grand scheme of things because, well, according to them, I just, you know, well, I wasn't applying myself because... All I was was a medical assistant doing scat work, but just a lonely medical assistant. So when I developed my sensitivity to latex, and there was no nitrile uh, gloves out there, it was just vinyl, and we're talking vinyl like food service gloves. Well, I was no longer able to work in the medical field because I was unable to use the proper universal so uh, yeah I had to leave uh, you think anybody thanked me for everything I did and rewarded me for the agonizing pain that I went through that uh, the damage I did to my hands for these places that I worked at no 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 you know no I signed up to be a medical assistant I signed up to work in those conditions so obviously I signed up to have my hands ripped to shreds because I would develop a sensitivity, an allergy to latex. Yeah. Thank goodness that now we have latex free things and but I've been out of the I've been out of medical assisting for far too long and even though I've tried to keep up, it, there is a big difference between learning via a classroom and actually doing things on the job. There is a big difference. And to go back now would doom me to having to deal with patients who refused to do anything to prevent a pretty much preventable illness now because they won't get a safe and effective vaccine they won't wear a mask 
They won't stay home when they're sick. Because they've bought into the brainwashed propaganda that the right has been spewing since Reagan. That if you give the rich people enough money, eventually it will trickle down. And you'll have some too. Trickle down economics didn't take into consideration that the wealthy would just buy bigger cups. Or that they're not the only ones that are actually driving the economy. But I digress. Back to the thing at hand. Also working in the medical field, I work at Planned Parenthood. We saw the lowest of the low as far as income goes. We were dealing with mostly very, very, very poor women. And seeing that, the way they were treated, being that poor, like it was somehow their fault that they were poor, just really did a number on me. And to be told that their health doesn't matter, their health didn't matter at all. Because they worked a job that nobody else wanted to work. But a job nonetheless. And a job that needs to be done. Uh, and then they'll sit there and say, well, you know, we'll just replace it with automation. Do it! I, I, I think it's so funny that everybody's like, well, they'll just switch it out for automation. But yet, here we are. It's 2022. Uh, it's not like we don't have the technology. I mean, hell, after all, Walmarts have pretty much gone completely uh without cashiers, which I think is real funny, you know. Uh, they ain't lower their prices none, and they sure as fuck ain't paying me to do their job, but, um, you know, now not only do they want me to shop there, but they want me to work there for free. Actually, pay them to work there, because, you know, I have to scan my own fucking groceries and bag my own fucking groceries and, you know. I don't shop at Walmart, but I'm just saying, you know, basically, they have managed to figure out a way to make you pay to work. While at the same time, breaking in record profits, billions upon billions a year. Hell, year. No, billions upon billions within a quarter of a year. In profit. But still... It, it, it's the working man that uh, it is the blame for that, right? You know, how dare you want to actually be able to fucking live in a society that you contribute to. Which brings me to the universal uh, health insurance, you know, universal health care, and why our country hasn't done it yet. Well, you know, because so many people have bought into the propaganda brainwashing bullshit from these for-profit health insurances and for-profit hospitals and they haven't learned that you know when you put things that are for-profit into a society um, that the only thing they're going to care about is dollar signs and not the people who live in said society right So I had made this a little analogy, or no, a little, uh, what, what is it, a, a, a little test, I guess. 
a little um, hypothetical situation. That's the word I was going for. Hypothetical situation. Yes, I went for a little hypothetical um, situation. And I said, okay, what if the United States raised the federal minimum wage to $30 an hour? Because according to Franklin, Delavo, uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt, um, the minimum wage was supposed to be a living wage anyway. And it was supposed to keep up with the cost of living and inflation. Because even FDR himself stated that no com company that's, uh, that, you know, exists off of paying their employees less than a livable wage has any right to continue in this country. He also said that what he meant by livable wage is above the bare minimum needed to sustain your life. The wages of a comfortable living. That's what FDR stated when he passed, when he got passed the minimum wage law. And it even went to the Supreme Court of the United States and the Supreme Court said, uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of constitutional. But for some reason, these politicians, these rich people that are buying the politicians, are sitting there saying to themselves, no, nope, we just need to work harder. Because one day, they keep promising us, they keep telling us that one day, one day, we will be important enough and we will, we will be part of their little group. And we could be billionaires too if we just work hard enough. Meanwhile, you have billionaires like Jeff Bezos thanking his employees who are pissing in bottles because they can't even stop for bathroom breaks while they're making deliveries for sending him into fucking space, but it's the employees' fault that they ain't made, that they haven't made enough to kick Bezos out yet. So many people are defending these rich people, these wealthy people, because like they think that they are in their will or something. Like they think that when these people die, they're going to personally give them millions of dollars from their estate. And we all know that's not going to happen. It's going to go to the next generation, to their family. And their family is just going to have that wealth added on. Best schools, best everything, not having to do anything to contribute to society don't even have to work to contribute to society that is the thing that people don't understand is the kids of these wealthy assholes they're not working they're not working they just happen to have the last name uh, and own a company just because the uh, the vagina of the person that they slithered out of yeah well they're the ones that hit the uh the jackpot, right? The gene pool jackpot. And we're able to buy senators to be to continue perpetuating the whole don't look at the measly crumbs we're giving you. Look at that person over there who's trying to steal your crumbs. Never mind what's going on up here at the table. 
No, you ain't smelling beef wellington up here at the table. You'd be sufficient with that little bit of crumb we give you. And if you bitch enough, maybe we'll throw a little bit more down there just to shut you up. But just remember, at any time, that lazy POS over there could come and take your little crumbs. And that's the one you need to fight. Don't fight. Don't, don't put any nicks in the table to create a ladder so that you can have a seat at the table. Never mind the people who built that table. Now, that, they, are, they are useless and they're lazy. You see how easy we were able to take advantage of them? They're, they're stupid. And it's of no fault of their own. They're the ones to blame for it. It's their fault. Because they should have been smarter and they should have told us. And they should have fought against us. But they didn't. And they didn't because we kept we kept them down. We kept there and sat there and sat and brainwashed them and said, Well, it's their fault. And they're trying to steal it all. No, we didn't lie to you. You know. But thank you for your contribution to my re-election campaign. And thank you for buying more gas and buying those expensive cars that guzzle gas and uh thank you for shopping at walmart and and it just continues and continues every other industrialized nation in the world has been able to secure health care as a basic human right for all of its citizens Supposedly, the U.S. is, yeah, we're, we're the greatest country in the world, but richest country in the world. But we just can't seem to get together on that. And we can't seem to get together on the fact that trickle-down economics is a huge failure. Because the wealthy doesn't drive the economy. The wealthy aren't out there spending money. They're hoarding it. They're keeping it in offshore accounts, in tax havens. So they don't even have to pay taxes on the money that they're making here. And just to go to show you, they made more money during the pandemic. You know, when 900,000 Americans have died? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. They all made money. They were able to add to their uh, financial portfolio what we get. 900,000 dead and people sitting here are saying, well, just, people just don't want to work anymore. Whatever happened to hard work? Well, whatever happened to hard work is that we on the, we peons down at the bottom sat there and said, you know what? Our life ain't worth your fucking business. You can't use and abuse us. You can't freaking risk our lives and our safety and our health. You can't take away our time away from our children, away from our family. You can't make us worry that we're going to spread some deadly fucking pandemic to our kids and to our, uh, our extended family. You can't say that anymore and not fucking compensate us. And if you're not going to compensate us, fuck you, we quit. Which is real funny because of the simple fact that we all know that there's not a worker shortage in this country. I mean, for the love of God, our unemployment, been, our unemployment numbers are almost below 4%. I mean, that's like unheard of, you know. I mean, that's, that's record low unemployment, which um, means that 
we don't obviously according to unemployment we don't have a worker shortage but I find it real freaking comical how everybody got that PPP money you know that 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 was supposed to be a protection plan to pay your employees that were furloughed and if you hired those employees back you wouldn't have to pay it back well a lot of those employees either a ended up dying from covid or b found a side hustle that they were able to actually turn into a meaningful income and then they didn't have to go and work for peanuts and be degraded and have their life put on hold and possibly end it because they needed a fucking paycheck and now the PPE the PPP money those loans that we gave that was our taxpayer that's our money taxpayers money okay taxes that you paid that I, I went to them businesses too yeah millions upon millions of dollars to these people right I did go to play employee saddle uh, employee salaries while they were on um while they were furloughed it didn't pay to have to bring those employees back and now that they're at the point that they're going to have to start paying that money back now it's time that we do the okie doke and um we'll put up hot wallet signs we will flood the market with wanted ads we will get plenty of applications of people who really truly desperately need to work but there's no job that they're applying for because we have discovered that we can still run at a skeleton staff we can overwork the workers who have actually been loyal to us and stayed with us we can overwork them and make more money because we'll just pay them the same we're going to add to their you know add to their uh, duties, right? Because they're a team player, right? Yeah, yeah, a team player. Everybody works together, right? And everybody benefits, right? Right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Meanwhile, you're sitting a little longer in the drive-through lane, waiting for a chicken sandwich to come flying through the window, and you get mad because they didn't put mayo on both fucking sides, or they put pickles, and you asked for no pickles, or you got one of the thousands of burgers that come with ketchup and suddenly you decide you don't like ketchup anymore. So you want to sit there and say, oh, them fucking assholes don't deserve no fucking $15 an hour. They can't even get a burger right. And look at how long I got to wait. And look at how much it costs. But uh, if we raise the minimum wage, well, that cost is going to go up and I won't be able to afford it. It's a selfishness for me. It is the fucking entitlement for me. It is the mentality, the entitlement mentality, the spoiled ass brat mentality. You wouldn't even allow this of your children. If your children talk to you the way that these CEOs of these big ass companies talk to you, if your kids treated you the way these CEOs, these rich fucking bastards treated you, you sitting there telling me you would just take it and uh, and blame yourself. Say, well, I should have been a better parent. I should have done more. I should have done that. No! No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't tolerate it in your own fucking household. Why do you tolerate it at your job? 
And why do you tolerate it and sit there and think that your time is not a precious commodity? Because it's not like you have all the fucking time in the world, right? I mean, you know, as everybody keeps telling us, you don't get out of this alive. Our time is finite. And because our time is finite, and because it is precious, and because we have families, and because we want to do more for our society other than make money, well, we're just looked down on. I'm told we're lazy. I'm told that our time is not worthy. Because we spend our time differently than the way you would have spent your time. The things that we could do in this country if people would just get on fucking board is just wondrous. But instead, we have Trump supporters that want to fucking uh, stage a coup that wasn't worth anything. At, at what point are we going to stand up and say that the things that we contribute to society are worthy? The, the work that we contribute to society, whatever that work would be, is worthy. That our time is valuable to the point that we will not give our time to make other people rich while we suffer. When did that become such a novel concept? We live in a capitalist society, okay? Capitalism is run on goods and services. And to get those goods and services, you need people to give the good and service of their time to build, create, ship, sell. You need all of that. Or it's not going to work. If people can't get to your services or your goods, and if they can't afford your services or your goods, well, you're not going to make any money. And because these rich-ass CEOs don't want to come down off of uh, Mount Kilimanjaro and actually put in an honest day's hard work and have their time result in just peanuts on the dollar, they blame the employees instead and keep the employees fighting amongst each other so that we're constantly kicking down and never looking up while they are completely robbing us blind and blame us for everything that is wrong in this country. They have sowed division and we have allowed it. Not only have we allowed it, but we have encouraged it. We have defended it. And now that some of us, many of us, the majority of us are saying, no, we're done. We're, we're done. We're no longer going to support this. We're no longer going to defend it. We're going to call it out. We're going to sit here and tell you that it's not right. And we're not going to fucking take it anymore. And that if you don't like it, then you know what? You can come down and run all of this fucking shit to goddamn self. I would love to see the CEOs of these companies 
run their entire companies, all their stores, everything that they have, I'd like to see them run it. All on their own. All by themselves. Oh, they can't? No. Because what human being could? We've got these damn stores, especially like places like Walmart and McDonald's and all. We've got all these stores around the fucking world. Of course, one family's not going to be able to take on that kind of responsibility. So they need employees. But maybe they should have fucking thought about that before they got too big to be able to work their stores. To make their own money. To generate their own wealth. Because they're not. They're not working. They're not generating any wealth. They are hoarding wealth that has been passed down to them generation after fucking generation. That the only thing that they have done for said wealth was slither out of the right vagina in the right family. And I am sitting over here saying, forgive me for thinking that just being expressed from a birth canal is not enough of an accomplishment for you to have billions of dollars in wealth while everybody around you that contributes to society can't even make ends meet. That your escape from a certain vagina isn't enough for you to have all the health care while the rest of us who work our asses off for you get nothing and get told that we're to blame for it get told that if we just work harder get told fight that Mexican over there fight this person over there fight this one over here because they're the ones that are taking the crumbs from your pile that we've allotted to you The entitlement of this country and the people who live in this is just astounding to me. I, I, I'm just... How you justified... You know, I'm... It's just... I, I'm, I'm mystified how you justify the ways of your heart. I, I just... I can't get it. I don't understand it. I, I can't get my mind... I cannot wrap my mind around that. How that you think, how people have actually been brainwashed into thinking that because of somebody's uh, birth, they are more deserving than people who work all their lives for a living. <sighs> the selfishness, people. And that leads back to the whole thing of why we don't have universal insurance uh, health care. The reason why we don't have individual uh, universal health care is because of fucking goddamn greed. The reason why we don't have everybody in this country inoculated, vaccinated, however you want to say it, against COVID-19 is for selfish, greedy-ass reasons. Because you are putting your needs above the needs of everybody else. Because you were told a long time ago by your mommy you were special. And you are going to change the world. However, you're not as special as your mommy told you. And you didn't change the world. You made it worse. That your very existence in this world has cost 
millions their lives. So, hope y'all have a good day, good night, good whatever, and we'll see you on the flip side. So, my thoughts on huh, the dropping of the mask mandates and everybody being tired of COVID and just declaring it's over because they just don't want to deal with it anymore. Well, you don't want to deal with it anymore. Okay, sure, we understand that. However, COVID isn't over just because we're over it. I understand it's a pain in the ass. I understand that it's tiresome. I understand. I get it. We are so over it. I understand it. But it doesn't make the virus go away. It doesn't stop the virus from mutating. It is not going to stop the virus from infecting us and coming right around again. This is my prediction, and I am putting it out there. My prediction is before the end of the summer, we will have mask mandates back in place. We might be on another lockdown. Why do I say that? Well, I live in the lovely sunshine state of Florida. And I look at the history. And I remember when it first came along and DeSantis standing out there saying, you know, they just kept saying, wait two more weeks and we're going to look just like New York did. And wait two more weeks, we're going to be there. Well, hell, it's been eight weeks and we're not there yet. And then we had spring break. Spring break happened. All the spring breakers came down and partied like it was 1999 and no big deal. And then the surge hit us. And the surge rippled out from us and hit the uh, central part of America. Before, it was New York and Washington and California. It seemed to be contained somewhat there. But uh, Florida, we exported it real good out to the mass <clears throat> masses in the United States of America. Then I look at Delta, when Delta hit. You know, because the vaccines came out, started rolling out right around the time that spring break was going to happen again. Right? And we were all breathing a sigh of relief. It was, you know, we were over it. Sure, we were going to have some issues, some hot spots, but it wasn't going to be that bad. The worst was over, and then, bam, Delta hit. Well, what happened with Delta? When did it hit? <laughs> right around spring break time. Everybody come down here to Florida again and partied again. Had a grand old time. And then we spread it out. <sighs> Omicron started really bad here in Florida and just spread out. Are we starting to see a pattern here? We are heading into spring break. The Mardi Gras season is almost over. <sighs> and I can see it coming. I can see it on the horizon. It is on its way here. It is going to be here before we know it, and hello, 
Hello. Make the next wave that Florida will start. Because spring break is right around the corner. And they're going to come. And they're going to party. And they're going to be breathing all over each other. And now we don't even have masking anymore. Not like we ever did here in the state of Florida. I am still masking whenever I go out and about. Because uh, these people are fucking nasty. And I don't trust any of them. I can't trust that they have vaccines. Because I've seen how they act. I can't trust that they have that they've gotten vaccinated or that they even care because I live next door to Florida man and his wife. I hear it every day. I go to the stores and see every day maskless people, raw dog in the air, like it's their job, and they're gonna get paid for it. We have stealth Omicron out there. BA2 or BA.2, whatever that thing is. <laughs> you don't think there's something behind that one? You know, stealth Omicron is supposed to be more infectious. It's supposed to be back to basically uh, the uh, Delta variant on steroids. Um, and it's evading. It's fading a lot of problems. I mean, a lot of systems in our immune system. Even those of us who are vaccinated. And even though it doesn't kill the efficacy of the vaccine 100% yet. I have to put the caveat in there. Yet. Because while this virus continues to escalate in our area the amount of virus in our environment is uh, insanely high it leaves more room for this virus to continue to mutate and infect bringing us right back to square one according to the scientists the epidemiologists that I deal with that I speak to it's not a matter of if there's going to be a variant that throws us right back into square one. It's a matter of when. And when I am calling by summer's end. We will have a variant by summer's end. And God, please, if there is a God up there, whatever deity you believe that you want to pray to, to say, hey, please, please, Please let her be wrong. Because I would do, enjoy nothing more than to be wrong about this. But you know what? I've kept silent about it. And I kept calling it every single time I saw the next wave coming. And people poo-pooed me and said, nah. And I'm sitting here going, it's not. Nope, it's not over. It's, here comes the next one. Y'all are paddling out there and, you know, like like surfers that don't know how to surf. And y'all are just paddling out there to the next wave. Well, this wave, this next wave might be the one that brings the shark that eats us. But I hope I am wrong. Please let me be wrong. But I see 
that BA2 or stealth Omicron is going to sweep the nation thanks to Florida and its uh, lovely Governor Ron DeSantis. And then <laughs> the next mutation will happen and it will be throwing us right back into square one. Where, and again, please let me be wrong, we're going to see death and hospitalization skyrocket, even amongst the vaccinated, because the vaccine will no longer work against the next variant. And when that happens, we will have no choice but to shut down one more time and hopefully this time actually do a real fucking shutdown instead of the half-assed job that we did here in, in, in uh, the United States of America. Because for some reason, people in the United States of America want to try all their own things to see if they'll work, even though they're being told, this ain't gonna work, dude. But y'all keep trying all the wrong things and then wonder why we're still in this mess. The rest of us are just sitting here going, you think? We tried to tell you, we warned you, but y'all don't listen. At this point, I think I should be a spokesperson for the ear cleaning system because y'all need to clean the wax out y'all's ears because y'all don't listen and you damn sure don't learn because it's going to happen. There's no stopping it this time. It is gonna happen. And we will, have, <clears throat> we will have nobody to blame but ourselves for it happening again. So remember that when the next lockdown hits. Um, so, yeah, we will not... <sighs> this is going to... This isn't going to bode well for us. It's not going to end up well. And then, on top of that, we have the war that has started in the Ukraine thanks to Russia trying to you know do a land grab and try to reunite the USSR which all the countries that were part of the USSR don't want to they don't want it they don't want Russia anymore we've got a ex-president and I cannot believe he is he was a president I mean what the fuck were we thinking but an ex-president who is polishing Putin's knob and singing his praises here in the United States of America, we have United States senators that are on the floor of Congress just singing Trump's praises and Putin's praises, sitting there saying, what a great guy Putin is. I'm sorry, but when did we start backing the Russians? I, I mean, you know, I grew up during the time when... Uh, uh, I'd rather be dead than red, and, and now y'all just want to bend over for Russia and say, come on, with no lube even. You think that's going to make uh, the next wave any easier? It's, it's going to make the next wave any better? And we're going to have even more problems with hospitals filling up and with being able you keep up with the illness because our National Guard will be deployed. They will be on the standby. They will be on the ready. They're not going to have time to come in and uh, 
help the nurses and the doctors out with the next surge. They're not going to have time to come in and teach schools or drive buses because, once again, people like uh, DeSantis and Greg Abbott want to continue with business as usual and forget that we even have a pandemic. And speaking of Abbott, <laughs> speaking of Abbott and DeSantis, yesterday Abbott decided to um, try his hand at uh, telling the uh, Texas Child Protective Services, HHR, uh, the HHS, that hey, we now want to criminalize trans youth and now we want you to go and remove children from their home and child, charge their parents with child abuse if the children are transgendered and the parents are okay with it. Doctors, school, uh, school officials, things of that sort were mandate reporters. If they knew of a case, they were demanded to report it immediately. Luckily, the Texas DA came out and said, uh, no, you are not doing that, okay? Where the Texas DA was when, um, when Abbott decided to put a six-week abortion ban is, I don't fucking know. But it's bad enough that that's happened. Right now, the Supreme Court is sitting here debating on whether or not they are going to even allow women to have uh, any control over their body. And it goes, and it goes further than what people think it is. It's not just about abortion. There are places, there are states like Michigan that want to ban all contraceptives. Here in the state of Florida, the abortion ban at 15 weeks would also ban any IUDs. It's the slippery slope that we have tried to warn you about. See, there we go again, the warning. I'm telling y'all, y'all need to clean the wax out your goddamn ears because ain't nobody listening and it's really pissing us off. So while we're in the middle of the war and we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic that's going to kill millions, the only thing that the Republicans can think of is more rights that they can take away. But we have truckers out here. We have uh, senators out here. We have governors out here. We have people that are actually sitting here equating vaccines to fucking Nazi Germany when Nazi Germany is happening right now in the fucking Ukraine. It's not happening here. It's happening in the Ukraine. We disarmed them. We. Because we said, we'll lift your sanctions and let you participate in life if you do, do not develop nuclear weapons. So they said, okay, we won't. We don't want to do it. We just want to be able to participate in life. So we won't do it. So they didn't. And then, Russia bought out freaking uh, Trump and the Americas, and basically, I guarantee you, if uh, Putin had his way, we would be part of the USSR. Putin's whole thing was to destabilize the United States because he knew that the United States military, he knew he couldn't stand up against us. He knew he couldn't match us. 
So the best way to do this was to destabilize the U.S. And how do you do that the best? Not by warfare. Not here. Not now. No. Disinformation. Um, creating doubt in our government and our country and our medical health care system. Spread a lie that everybody's coming for your guns. We're not coming for your guns, though. We're coming for other people's guns. And then, conveniently for Putin, the pandemic decided to happen. That was a golden opportunity for Putin. It was one he just kind of lucked into, stumbled into, and he's taken full advantage of it. Now it's disinformation campaigns and sowing distrust in the CDC, in the HW, I mean the WHO, the, you know, sowing doubt with medical professionals and scientists that are trying to save our fucking lives. They are now the enemy of the people. The fact of the matter is, is that if we don't fucking stop if we do not stop fighting amongst ourselves, if we do not unite and rise up against these people, they are going to take us down. The American experiment is over. I would wager the guess the American experiment is already over. It has failed massively. Because the only thing the American experiment has seen to given us is a bunch of spoiled, rotten, lazy, entitled ass brats who are so scared of a little bitty vaccine that they occupy another country with, the, with America financing them and try to basically stage a coup on another nation. Uh, uh, another country. That was a direct attack. To that country. So. On a more pleasant note though. And this little. Whatever this was. What a positive note. So yesterday was my mother-in-law's 90th birthday. That's right, the big nine zero. She is a big girl now. No. <laughs> but, uh, so we were over there celebrating with close friends and family who are all vaccinated. <laughs> Look at that. And they all wear masks when we're out and about. But I digress. And, um, she had this big, um, oh, God, what is it? Oh, my niece did this thing where, you know, they came out. It's kind of like Flamingo Friend. Those of you that are not from Florida, you might not know what Flamingo Friend is. But basically it's this service that they call and at dusk, they come out and stealthily, okay, they're very, very quiet. They put out this big arrangement, right? Well, for her, her first name is Betty and it said Betty is 90 and fabulous. And it was sparkly and, you know, just, uh, oh, and a little sign that says, I love dogs and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I mean, it was huge, okay, across the front lawn. So we went over there to celebrate. She took pictures with her children, her grandchildren. I got to explain to my daughter once again, who is 13 years old, that yes, 
this 90-year-old woman actually gave birth to her father and her two aunts. She got kind of confused on that still. She, which I can understand. I mean, you don't expect. You see a 90-year-old woman, you're, you're just like, well, wait a minute. She, they didn't know her when she was young. But uh, it was a great day, a great night. And um, got to wish her a very happy 90th birthday. She got everything she wanted, including her chocolates, which that woman, how the woman doesn't weigh 300 pounds is beyond me because she eats chocolate like it's going out of style. She continues to shrink and now she's got, according to my nephew, She's got another 410 years to live. Yes, because Dallas made a promise that she would live till she was 500 years old. We're going to be able to put her in our pocket at that point because she keeps shrinking. She is the amazing shrinking lady. Uh, at this point, sometimes I worry when she steps in cracks that she might disappear on us. But... I wish her all the best. Uh, she is a very active and healthy woman. She is still cooking. She is still cleaning. She is still... She is still... And she is just as active as she's ever been. And my husband said something yesterday because, of course, she said, you know, of course I can't do what I could when I was younger. And I piped up with... Well, I mean, let's be honest. Can any of us do what we did when we were younger? A fucking course not, right? Right, right. But my husband said, when my mother-in-law looked at me and says, you know, but it, you look in the mirror and it's like, holy shit, who is this? Because in my mind, I am still 16. My husband came up with a genius idea. Just stop looking in mirrors. Mirrors are where the evil lies. So everybody today, in celebration of my mother-in-law reaching this humongous milestone, cover up your mirrors and stop looking in the mirror. Y'all have a good day.